What's up everyone? This is V, aka Vernon English. Shouts out to everybody on the West Coast. I love y'all. Y'all are amazing. Hit the subscribe button. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcast. I'm on Amazon. I'm on Insta. I'm on even TikTok. I actually have a name now on TikTok and I actually remember it. My my girlfriend had to remind me and I was like, <gasps> I have a name on TikTok? <laughs> like, I actually had to compute in my head that I had changed my name from all these illicit numbers. But this is one of the most weirdest podcasts ever. I don't know what other people talk about on their podcasts. I honestly, it's not even just a conversation and speaking to yourself. No, that is not what I'm doing right now to all the people looking. I'm imagining you listening you know, you floating around doing your thing and wondering what it is that I have to say, which to be fair is different every time because every day is different. So then I do different things and have more things that I'm inspired by. I'm really, really excited. I'm, I'm finishing up the last part of my book and I'm putting all of these things that I had in my head together and anything that doesn't make it for this book will also certainly be in the next book which is the fifth book and this fourth book is really really good it's really just different it's not as long as my other pieces probably like the second book or the first one but definitely has something for someone who is a fan of the written word or the fan of looking things up in the sources so <laughs> inevitably you will have to understand what it was that I'm intending to write and that's one of the purposes for me doing so. Uh, it is to inspire myself because I am uh, just by looking at my pieces but then too so that other people are inspired to write whatever it is that they have in their brains that they want to do again and to make it good and just make it fantastic like Anything that you can think of in your mind and your imagination, please put that effort forward. Please show others that you are not what they think of you and imagine yourself more so than they could ever imagine you. And by default, your project will inevitably reflect all of that work and all of your intentions uh, in this. And so it's basically you could think of, and I say this on every other podcast possibly, but maybe one, every one, is to say that this is a writer's room. And so where writers have these ideas in their head, I'm basically the weird dude to tell you how to piece all of your random thoughts together. <laughs> it, it's a really, really cool thing and I'm inspired. I, I love, 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 love my experience. I love, 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 love life. I love, love the aspect or this dance that is this constant revolution until we leave this place of all of these things together. Obviously the beginning, the middle, and the ending part of what one considers life. And inevitably you have these three parts in stories as well. Any great filmmaker or a great storyteller will tell you that it's comprised of those three and that you always want to depict uh, the rise and the resolution of whatever conflict there is or lack thereof. 
But for me, I'm finding that I'm enamored with this subject and how this subject comes about and, and how certain characters uh, present themselves in my story versus the way that I originally had thought of them to be. And originally when I first started writing, it sounded like a book report. It sounded like, you know, something that <laughs> my, my high school teacher would have told me to commission and be like, write this down and tell me everything that was a part of the second chapter and make sure you include the details. And, and how funny that is, but I often find that it's not that self-reflective. The, the characters are elusive in my story. And... I don't even readily give names most times. I want people to have this mysterious aspect of knowing, you know, what it is that I'm explaining and then not knowing what it is that I'm explaining on both sides of the coin. And it's not to just say as a novelty just to be different. It's by default things that I do instinctively. And it's a character by the name of Omeander who... I may depict, you know, and, and this is a grand scheme of a character based off of Final Fantasy as qualities and, and can be, you know, something from a graphic novel or anything you can think of that's from this fantasy element. But I put humanistic qualities to it so that you can readily identify with the differences between that world that I created in my book and the world that we sit in today. Now. Obviously, that's a lot to process if you're writing your first book, which is okay. It's, it takes time, okay, okay? Like, I, I would never put, you know, an iconograph and a chart or pie chart of the things that an artist should do as a writer and the things that they should not do and the in-between of where they meet. <laughs> like, that is the last thing that I would ever present to anyone uh, as the things that I would want to be personified from this podcast and then from myself as a writer that is egregiously insane because we are all different and we think differently this point of me stating this is to show you that my methods are not the quintessential methods but they are still methods and to the outside looking in it looks like wasting time it looks like twiddling fingers and thumbs and just playing but there's so much seriousness that goes with it. And no, it is not to say that every program that I watch, I've taken and, you know, based characters off from it or based scenarios from it. But the ones that I present to you on this podcast inevitably are just that. That's why I'm mentioning them in the first place. And while I'm writing in real time on air and explaining to you guys like, hey, you know... The stuff that you see on your For You page and everything that is on your algorithm, you know, you kind of like design that yourself, right? By clicking and liking and, you know, each and every day you're adding some element of engagement to it. So you must understand that that time spent with engaging in this process is responsive to you. And so it presents more of what you like to you, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Pun intended. So I, I have this, right? I'm looking for my For You page on whatever app that I'm on. And I'm chilling, right? I'm chilling, I'm cooling. And this show comes up. And it's one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. 
hands down, put my hand on the Bible, polygraph test me. You'd be like, yo, Vernon, do you really like this show? Is it the best show that you've ever seen? The Richter scale or whatever type of meter or nod would not budge. I'd be like, 2.5 seconds, yes. Yes, this show is amazing. People talk about this show for the past 20 years. And it is still, to this day, amazing, 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 amazing. And I'll show to you how it has influenced the characters and influenced where I'm going with my story and how I'm going to end it, how I'm going to frame it, how I'm going to depict it, and how I'm going to, you know, flesh out the details. But you must understand that back in the day, so this is what, 2000, whatever, I'm thinking, dang, when did this show come out? 2003, maybe? I want to say maybe 2000 something, 2004, 2005, so long ago, right? And it was basically depicting this show about African-American community. And obviously you have The Sopranos on HBO, the flagship best television series, Martin Scorsese-esque type of mentality. Uh, if you ever, you know, think of these television shows as elongated movies, you can consider it one of the greatest films of that genre of the time. And, I mean, Martin Scorsese would scoff at this, but <laughs> as a writer, filmmaker, producer, uh, you have to give a head nod to something that is longer than three hours. And, you know, for the, the progression of characters and the liberty of explaining certain things that usually are not explained and depicting things that usually are not depicted. And that in itself is a challenge. And for every writer that sits before me, you must understand that your voice is so important. There is no level of saying that there is no level of importance because if you haven't written it yet, your, your voice is still important. Even if you write it and no one reads it, your voice is still important. The, the level of importance and the reasoning why I'm mentioning this is because when the show first came out, it was called The Wire. And it was completely the opposite of what we expected it to be. Now, there's a careful thing if you look at pop culture and if you look at stories and the depictions of over the past 30 years now, wow, I'm getting up there, past 20 to 30 years where you see a great character, kind of like from the 80s on through the 90s, through the 2000s, through the 2010s, okay? And so you're looking at all of how these people have depicted villains and how they depicted people who live on the opposite side of the law, purposefully so. But, I mean, it could be something arbitrary like walking uh, across or jaywalking or pushing weed. Whatever the case may be, it's just living on that edge where uh, they could get clipped for whatever it was that they're doing uh, for illicit activities. And I've looked at this trend, right? You look at many, many different artists. You look at many, many different people which are based off of real-life stories. And... All of these stories, I kid you not, I will have a podcast, argument, debate, 
with anybody. You know, you could watch the movie Blow with Johnny Depp. And he's sitting around, he's making a hundred million thousand dollars doing this, making weed, this, this, that, the other. And at the end of the movie, he gets clipped. <laughs> like he makes all these bands, all these monies, flying jets, everything. But he's still afraid of the feds. Like he's still, you know, checking over his shoulders. They still, you know, have the big court case at the end where he gets sent away. And that's the end of the movie. And you look at all of these different types of depictions, and I am one of the purveyors and one of the watchers and critiques or critics that adheres, you know, because I am cognizant of what I'm watching and how these characters are played. But I also wanted to make that of note that that necessarily not is not the case. There are certain characters or villains that do. Uh, get along and get away. <laughs> Some of which you've never heard of in your life, nor will ever hear of because they still exist and are already gone before you even knew what they did and how they did it. That's how good they are. <laughs> now, to others, please do not get there and all these other people on my ass about you know, telling kids to do bad things. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's a, a spectrum, all right? There is this spectrum that we have. So you got your color spectrum of all the colors, and then you have your spectrum of all the different stories where they could be super hard, super like graphic, super, super just in like super violent and then you have the others which can be super comedic, uh, super fun, uh, but doing the same type of illicit activity if that makes sense to you. And it necessarily uh, reflects that when I think of this story. And The Wire was one of the best stories that I've ever seen in my life. I have never seen another depiction on film in any fashion, it doesn't even have to be 45 minutes to an hour, I've never seen anything that good since then. And I was like, what, 18, 19, 20 years old when I was watching The Wire for the first time? I've never seen anything since that matches the, the truth, that matches the honesty and brought raw, uh, brutal, brutal, Honesty when it comes to to how we talk as people and If you're a writer you want to to depict these things and not sound like uh, <laughs> Not sound like Ernest Hemingway with Uckleberry Finn and, and, and mentioning n-word Jim and, and this this that and the third and, and making other people feel uncomfortable with the, the change in times it, it fits so perfectly even to this day even if there aren't any type of you know drop phones or pay phones or anything like this that we used to have back in the day like flip phones and all this the the way of operating and the way of doing certain things still correlates to this day like 20 years later these rules still apply <laughs> in any organization, let alone criminal organization, of how to operate and operate through the gray lines. 
And the reasoning why I'm mentioning this and the reason why I'll mention it on the next podcast is because I am, and what I'm saying to you, please understand that this is a part of a science fiction story, okay? So please don't go off and be like, this is how the world is supposed to be because he said it. No, no, no. (laughs) I am a street, I am an artist, I am a writer. I am a thinker and a weird one at that. And so anything that I bring up has to correlate with a sense of science fiction. And in this story of Celestial, okay, so it's a, basically a giant planet where people forgot their memories. There are no books, there are no CDs, there are no hieroglyphs of the past. There's nothing recounting where somebody can say, this is how this was. This is how this was back then, and this is how it's supposed to be. So without those things, people are scratching away and etching away at what it was that they believe their purpose in life is. And so in this city that I've been, you know, versing in my head and fleshing out the details, which I'm still doing, by the way, is basically this large, large spectrum of things where there is this day aspect and then there's this night aspect both respectively with the same amount of power. Equally, if not, where the one for the day is not vilifying the one from the night, and the one from the night is not vilifying the one from the day. There's a level of respect that both those who operate in the day and those that operate in the night have, all right? And I'm fleshing out the details of how they operate and not making it, you know, uh, something reminiscent from the 1950s and has been going on since the beginning of time. But I want to make it something that is very unique and very colorful where there are no rules, but there are rules. And then during the day, uh, there are rules, but then again, there are no rules. And, And to depict this flip side of the coin, where this gentleman, like I mentioned before in one of my podcasts, is going through and fleshing out why certain people adhere to certain things, and then in certain instances, they don't adhere to certain things. It just doesn't apply. And asking of the questions as to why this doesn't apply, and they'll just simply be like, well, I mean, do you remember? And it mirrors certain things about our own life. And I wanted to make that as an analogy, but once again, not to vilify someone just because they do illicit things at night. And this kind of way is true on a karmic level of doing certain things. If you do this, this happens, and then that happens. So that's that's really the honest uh, questions or rather uh, explanation of this last part of the book that I'm finishing and fleshing out. And I'm really excited about this because I had not even anticipated to include characters or, or have them be inspired by this series. I had totally forgot this series existed, honestly. It's one of the best TV shows I've ever seen in my life. And I'll explain to you on the next podcast why. I could go 15 podcasts and talk about how great The Wire is and how like Paramount HBO was for even including that in the broadcasting back in the day when (laughs) there was no HBO Go. So this is V, a.k.a. Vernon English, once again. Listen to the podcast, understand, and if you don't understand, it's okay. Just listen to another one. Okay.